Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Tuesday, December 6th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. All right. Um, just to recap, I thought we played well on all three levels. Um, everyone had their part in, in playing pretty good team defense. Uh, we did some good things situationally, kept the score down, which is good. And the offense there, the score was going up. So then that, that kind of changed the game in the second half there and uh, executed at a pretty good level. Things that we need to clean up moving forward, as always. And uh, we're on to the New York Giants. Was that game kind of the way that, in your mind, this defense should be playing, that stop the run, get them in the passing downs? Yeah, every game's different, you know, what you what you know, when we develop the game plan, you know, early in the week and talk about with the head coach, like here's what we want to do and this is what's important to you know, you never wanna uh, get beat by their bread and butter players or plays. So you hopefully you have stuff to combat what they do. And um, each game's a little bit different, but I thought that the 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 plan was set up and the players really executed the plan in a way that didn't allow them to get going and, and, you know, score points how they've been scoring points. So ultimately the players did a really good job of, of winning their one-on-ones and playing, you know, good team defense. Uh, nothing really, Zach, honestly, like I, I expect Nakobe to go in there and play well, you know, that's what we've been saying kind of all along, all those guys that, that get snaps, we expect there's not a lot of, there not to be a lot of drop off. So, um, you know, he's been doing that in practice. He's been doing his job. He's been improving his game. He hustles, you know, he practices his tail off and, you know, he went in there and it was good to see him get some snaps and, and, and hit the ball a couple times. Why do you think the disguises have worked so well this game? This last game, Um, you know, it was, was, I think, you know, when you set up, you know, when it's known pass that allows you to do some different things um, in the back end. And then, you know, disguises, it's, it's one thing to put people in different spots and hopefully that affects a quarterback. But, you know, typically when we do that, there's a reason for it with how it blends with the protection, who you want the one-on-ones to go to. Uh, the coverage structures that you're playing. So that's kind of a week in, week out, because there's a lot of times that, you know, I laugh. Like, we can, you can throw up a couple disguises, but it's really not doing anything to the quarterback. It's not doing anything to the protection, and really it's stressing your guys out in the back end. So you got to be aware of those kind of those three things when we set up disguises. You know, why are we doing this? Um, and some of the times it's setting up certain things, certain looks, but I did feel like, um, how we deployed our people on known pass, it, it kind of hit those buckets. And um, they did a good job with it because a couple times that they're a little out of phase when the ball snapped or as the ball's, you know, as the, as the quarterback's dropping back where you're putting them in some hard downs. But they did a good job with it. The coverage structures, how important or, or what kind of luxury is it to have sort of better corners who were Savvy's James and, and Darius when you know when you pay, play all those different coverages. Yeah, a luxury that you can't put a price on, honestly. You know, I mean it's 
it's um, it's it really is. It does with those guys being able to be multiple in what they're doing, and you know you can play certain coverages and not worry about their formations or matchups. You know, it, it really is. It, it it opens the book up for with what you want to do, and then you can apply pressure to different people accordingly. You know, and and sometimes that's by where the ball's going. Sometimes that's by you know formations, by um, the route concepts. But you know, those guys have done a fantastic job. The whole back end, but those two corners. You know, the the way we change things, disguise things, play different coverages, what we ask those guys to do, you know, their skill sets allow us to do that. And that's one of the reasons we're, you know, we're playing pretty good in the past game. So, um, you know, and, and those two guys, uh, that's why you love about those guys, Slay and Bradbury and all those guys is, you know, whatever, even if they want to play a certain way on third down and we say, hey, this is the best way to do this. This is what we need you to do. Got it. And so ultimately, they're both they're both of those guys are team first guys, and it gives us a lot of flexibility with how we want to defend people. JG, there weren't a lot of snaps for Jordan Davis. Did you kind of want to ease him back after four weeks off? Yeah, that's a good question, Merrill. That was you know that that's why we had six of those guys up. You know, knowing that you know he hasn't played in a month, and um, wanted to kind of ease him back in and. And um, I thought he did a good job and looking forward to getting him more and more acclimated and getting his snaps up, but uh, was pleased where that rotation was. And, you know, ultimately those that room is so strong, it gives you the flexibility to do that. You know, if we didn't have the players that we have in that room, he would have probably had to play 25 snaps, you know, coming off, not playing for a month and, you know, maybe fighting through a little bit of pain. So um Glad we have that luxury. They did a good job, and he'll keep getting more snaps as we get going. So that was planned more than um, more than him reaggravating. Yeah, we had a plan going in, just like what we talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think it. You can ask him. I think it bit on him once or twice, which that's that's we knew that was going to happen. So we planned accordingly, and um, and then how the game fell out, there wasn't a lot of plays, you know. So. Um, I think he probably could have played more, but I was glad that he got back in a in a uniform, and it was good to see him out there. And uh, it'll be good to get him rolling again. I wanted to ask you about the D line in general, and just uh, you just kind of touched on this. You have so many, you have experience, you have young guys, you have versatile guys, you have a rotation of like nine guys. What does that all allow you to do? What do you like about the way they're playing together and how the whole thing's fitting? Yeah, I mean, you know, Ruben, just like what we've talked about, all it, it's. You know, it gives you flexibility with structures. Um, it provides you flexibility with matchups, you know, when guys can play certain different spots, you know. Like, it's not always, you know, this guy on this guy is a good matchup. Well, this guy might be good in, you know, with, with bull rushes, but he struggles with counter rushes. So, well, let's put our best counter rusher on him and our best bull rush on the guy that struggles to block the bull rush. So, you know, it's it's just it's it's that's scheme versus scheme, people versus people, people versus scheme. When you have that type with with those type of players that we have, the flexibility that allows you to do different things, and hopefully we set it up in a way that gives them favorable matchups. So, um, you know, I think they're doing an excellent job, and just like those corners that I talked about, they're you know they're willing to do whatever we really want them to do, you know, and we give them the reason why, and they're for it, you know, because ultimately they want to win games. It's not about their production or, you know, their stats. They the biggest stat that they that they care about is wins and losses. So, 
Um, you know, it's, 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 it's been a joy to be around this group this year because everyone's bought into that. With, uh, with Nakobe, uh, what stands out behind the scenes that kind of speaks to his preparedness? You know, what we talked about with Reed and all our rookies, and that's why it's so huge, Howie and his, his people and the head coach. Like, when we bring people into this building, we say, like, ultimately, as a coach, you want the people under your watch to be able to hit their ceiling, right? And, you know, more times than not, the guys that don't hit their ceiling, it's, it's typically comes down to their football character, that they don't have the right football character to hit their ceiling. So the people that we've brought in here, and it's like our rookies, the free agents that we've brought in, the guys mid-year that we've brought in, their football character is through the roof. So that's the first thing is because you know that he's going to study, he's going to prep, he's going to watch tape, he's going to take notes, he's going to be interactive in meetings, he's going to practice, he's going to value his reps. And then when you put all those things together, football characters, what does that mean? Kind of all that stuff. And it's all encompassing. You know, when you put all those things together, all those variables together, you will start to see the player improve. And obviously we know that they can't all get a bunch of game reps because those are the most valuable reps. But what those guys do behind the scenes with everything that I just talked about, that's going to allow them to keep ascending, even if they're not getting a bunch of snaps. So um, you know, that's it's it's kind of what happened with Reed. It happened with Josiah. Guys that we need to go cave on. You know, I mean, Dre. I mean, Zach McPherson. The the whole D line room plays, but you know, um, those guys that we're going to need to play and have roles and play winning football for us, they have to be doing that in a different way than the guy that's getting all the reps in practice. So, you know, that's. Hopefully that answered your question in a, in a roundabout way. That was a little long-winded. But. Aside from the Cardinals, you haven't really seen a quarterback um, yeah. that's involved in the run game. Uh, how much do they use Daniel Jones in that manner, and what kind of stress does it put on? Yeah, Brian Dable and Mike Kafka know what they're doing. You know, Bobby Johnson's the O-line coach. I was with Bobby for a little bit, and he knows what he's doing. They, they know how to use – uh, to maximize their quarterback skill set in a way that makes it very challenging for the defense because it challenges your rules and your structures and they find their matchups, their one-on-one matchups because of the quarterback skill set. So we got a big-time challenge ahead of us and we got to be on it. I mean, this is a, it's a game where you can't just line up and play your stuff or you will get gashed. So we got a big-time challenge ahead of us. Yeah, that's why I say that's the first guy that I mentioned was Howie and his staff. That's a big job of the personnel people to vet that. And then, you know, like what we talk about, we have ways to to kind of get to the bottom of that. But it's a small league. It's a small circle. Guy, A lot of guys talk. And, you know, if you have – we have these uh, – cohabitation reports that we give to Howie where that means, hey, you were with Linville for four years. How is he? You know what I mean? Well, I was the assistant DB coach. I don't really, but I knew how he practiced, how he prepared, how he played. So then you put it in. Football character checks out, you know, and then you talk to your buddy at the Chargers. How was he for you? Great. You know, football character checks out. So you say, well, there's a good chance that it's going to check out now, right? Um, so we use every tool available to try to figure that out, and you're not always going to be right on that, um, you know, especially through the draft process and free agent process. But I think the most important thing of this place is we value it. 
So when you value something, you're obviously going to put time on task to it and you're going to vet it the correct way. And not to say that you're always right, but, you know, Howie and the head coach have been, uh, they're hitting at a pretty high clip right now with the people they're bringing in. Does stopping Saquon Barkley, does that present different challenges than maybe someone like Derek Henry? Yeah, unique player, Saquon. You know, obviously you got picked that high for a reason. You know, he can run it. He can catch it. They split him out wide. They throw it to him. They hand it off to him. Jet sweeps, this, tosses, inside runs. He lines up as a receiver. I mean, he lines up as the quarterback. So, yeah, he's got a very unique skill set. He's explosive. He's big. He's strong. He can hit home runs. He can break tackles. We're going to have to be on it. He looks... Um, you know, he he looks like the premier back that he is right now on tape this year. Yeah, like you, you know, we use some tools when we need to use some tools. And a lot of times those, Zach, you don't know when those plays are going to come up. But that's just, you know, everyone kind of doing their job the correct way and knowing that that quarterback has that in his skill set. And you got to play accordingly by situation, by down and distance, by the call. Uh, we have to be very aware of that's part of his game, that that's one of the main ways that they move the ball down the field. So um, just like any key to victory, we have to be very aware of that's how they're playing good offense, one of the pieces why they play good offense, and we have to be able to combat it. You mentioned those cohabitation reports. Has there been something when you look at James Bradbury that surprised you since he's been in the building when you as opposed to what you read about those reports? No, we were dead on with, it, with all those reports and how we vetted his character. It's it's uh, probably been better. But um, James Bradbury's football character, you would put it up against anybody in the world. So uh, glad we have him. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.